This is The Bus, and you're listening to Drop the Dice. Oh, there it is. There we go. It's a real palate cleanser to start with that music video from Driveshaft. It really gets me pumped. <laughs> oh, dude. I, uh, watching these episodes, I look forward to, like, the next week when I'm like, oh, fuck. I, like, I have to, quotes, watch two more episodes. <laughs> to the point where, like, I, I, I want to, I need to stop myself from not going too far ahead because then I think I'll lose, I'll forget some of the stuff that I want to talk about. Even though I'm, I am taking notes. Yeah, I'm actually I'm taking notes more and more as as we go. Uh, but, nice. But man, watching those episodes, I get so excited. Like today at work, I was like, dude, I want I watched Jin and Sons episode last night. Oh my god, you guys remember <laughs> when this and this happened? It was Sun today. We're gonna talk about some other stuff. But before that, I see. So, did you hear about Russia? What do you mean? So on the Drop the Dice podcast, our other podcast that we do, uh, we talk yeah, about I've heard of it. Okay. And in Russia, in Moscow, at a, at a college, they were able to simulate uh, yeah. going back in time. I feel like my heart has stopped right now. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Using, so using a quantum computer, they were uh-huh. able to program it so that it would revert to a past state like like a, a second prior, um, which means that they could theoretically they they were able to theoretically tell the computer that it needs to go back in time. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, it just sounds like a backup. Huh? <laughs> it just sounds like a computer backup. <laughs> right, but this is a quantum computer. It was able to revert itself back to the proper state a second prior on its own. That's pretty cool. Right? And so they were able to do it like something like um, uh, 90% of the time. And then when they made it more complicated, like when they were like, okay, now you need to revert like this state back, and it, it shot down to 50%. But the sheer fact that they, that they were able to decipher code that would force the computer to think that it was time traveling, mm-hmm. I mean, that leads you to believe that. Okay, like, huh? Yeah, well, yeah. So. If this falls into the, the theory that we're actually in a computer simulation, that simulation has to be advanced enough to allow for time travel. Right. So I think that when you hear stuff like that, it's the same thing. Like Remember a couple of years ago, they, they, they did something similar to teleportation. They were able to, um, mm. they were able to uh, get identical atoms in one mm-hmm. location to move to another location. Sure. It's kind of the similar <laughs> thing where these are, these are tests – but the tests are proven correct. So, the, why this didn't... fact that like the, the it doesn't prove that time travel exists. It proves that I think it might prove that time travel is at least possible, if not. Why? Not sure. Why didn't anyone show up to Stephen Hawking's teleport or a time travel party then? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but if you guys want to hear more, go listen to Drop the Dice, uh, where me and Rico discuss the top 10 films of 2018. All right. <laughs> there you go. That's so confusing. Drop the Dice, movies, teleportation, right? definitely Ten not board games. <laughs> uh, so and for Cable now, Cup. 
So yeah, in Camel Cup. So thank you guys for uh, listening. This is the second episode of what is tentatively being called We Have to Go Back. I am always open for suggestions, but for now, that's what it is. Have you been to the website lately? I haven't, but you know that I'm still pining for you all, everybody. I know you are. That's But <laughs> I put a page for this podcast up on the website, and I put up a picture that I'm not even sure that you've seen yet Now after I put it up. See, that's why I'm not looking spoilers. I can't yeah. track my own site. It, oh, it looks <laughs> it is super spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, but first, like any podcast, and I know we did this before because we were, we were talking a little bit off screen, we got to start this the right way. Do you have something ready for us? Um... I do, yeah. We're not doing another car bomb, are we? Not another car bomb, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. Okay. No, we're just gonna do. We're just gonna do shot. I got vodka. Nice. All right. I have uh, a, a, a monstrous creation by a friend of mine. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Rico's last night. Cheers. Cheers. Oh no, that's fine. Nothing like chasing it with pecan ale. It's great. That is pretty sexy. <laughs> All right, so before we get into this, we're going to talk about... Oh, so a couple things. First off, are we calling the pilot episodes one and two? Yeah, I think you should because at least when I'm going down the episode list, it says six, Suns episode. Got it. Okay. So it, count, cool. it counts the pilot as two distinct pieces. So that out of the way, we're today we're talking about episode three, uh, which mm-hmm. is La Rasa. It is Kate's episode. Um, but before we get to that, I was editing the last podcast, and uh, I noticed that you, and even while we were doing it, I, I remember this. You kept saying season five. You hadn't seen season five, but there's six seasons of Lost. Well, that's not a m- mistake to say that I haven't seen five. So you I haven't also seen, haven't seen six. You haven't seen five <laughs> or six. The way you were talking was that five was the last one. And I remember when we were talking, thinking like, man, like I swear there's another one after season five. So, fuck. I, I forget where I stopped watching it. If it was like the beginning of five, the end of five, the end of four, like somewhere in there is, there, is where I stopped. Like, I'm going to throw this out there. Do you remember when Sawyer was head of security for the Dharma Initiative? No, you bastard. No, I do not. Okay. So <laughs> holy shit. We got a we got a lot to cover. Um, which is great because we're gonna be doing this episode by episode, maybe. I guess that's still uh still to be determined. Um but like, like the name of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> um okay. So like I said, today we're gonna be talking about the second the third episode of the series, which is Tabula Rasa. This is Kate's episode. Um so, uh, first and foremost, what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about kind of what, what a brief synopsis of what the the episode is? Sure. Can you can uh, you give me one spoiler? <laughs> sure. Do do they ever devote an entire episode to Drive Shaft? Like, I want to know like origins of the singer and how they got together, and you know, the first time the band got in a fight. Does that ever happen? So I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Charlie's another one where I don't remember all of his flashbacks. I remember so many of them. Like I think of as like a whole movie now. Mm-hmm. Like I remember him being in the band. I remember him discovering drugs. I remember him going to see his brother. I remember his greatest hits, like the first time they played on the radio. I remember his brother going straight and Charlie not. 
And I don't know which flashback those are in. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, But Drive Shaft is definitely there. Do we have you all, everybody, throughout the whole show? I just, I never, never want to let that song die. Um, Like Rick Astley. Nice. So Tabula Rasa, first off, means clean slate. Um, Which, one, is uh, interesting for this. Right this episode but and, and how it deals with kate specifically two i think is a pretty good primer for the whole show this is arguably the first episode you know the pilot kind of set everything mm-hmm. off this is the very first episode of the show it's interesting that it's about kate who really isn't the crux of anything she's kind of yeah but she's always there she's important she's not not important but she definitely isn't yeah. like i don't know she's a key player but she's not she's not jack she's not Locke, and she's not some of the other people that we're going to meet later um it but, sure feels like that in the pilot. I, right, but she, but, but she's arguably the one where this idea of a clean slate makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. For she's a criminal yeah. at the moment of the beginning of the show, and now on this island, she has a chance to kind of you know redeem herself, which is, again is going to be a theme throughout this whole show. So we'll talk a little bit about Tabula Rasa more and more as, as we talk about this. I think that it's really interesting the different ways people go through. Um, starting over and kind of having a clean slate. I mean, right off the bat, like you have Michael and Walt, you know, do you, like, do you think literally Michael says, Hey, I don't even know my fucking son. And I have to raise him. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's as, 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 as hard of a beginning as you can get. Do you think clean slate is Kate's white rabbit? Um, yeah, I think so. Because that she's kind of like searching for that. Right. Yeah, like she just she just wants to get away from everything and be as far away from her past as possible. And right. uh, here on the island, she's kind of able to do that. Um, but let's go ahead and let's 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 start getting into this. So, uh, quick synopsis of the episode: um, Kate, Saeed, Sawyer, uh, Boone, Shannon, and Charlie are all walking back. They've just discovered the. Uh, the distress call from Danielle. We don't know it's from Danielle yet. And they're kind of discussing whether they're going to tell people about mm-hmm. it or not. Um, Saeed says no, because he wants people to still have, have some faith. Um, on the island, on, on, at least on the beach, um, Sawyer, or Jack, is uh, still trying to help people. But really, most of Jack's intentions in this episode are trying to keep the sheriff alive for, for antibiotics. And the sheriff, the marshal, the marshal, the marshal, yeah. And the marshal is clearly having a tough time. Um, and then I have to say, I, I I really disagree with Said's decision to like not tell people. I just think that that he's generally a good leader. He's good head on the shoulders, and I just think that that sows a lot of division. So like right out of the gate, be like, well, we're gonna we're gonna keep certain things to ourselves and create these circles of trust and pockets of information and i mean it that's just surely can't be a good idea i'm kind of inclined to agree i don't i don't know why he needed to do that i don't i don't think if you told him that hey we found a a distress signal here that it would kill hope i mean maybe not talk about how long it had been there yeah but but i think that that the idea that there might be someone else on the island—I don't know—I I, I agree with you there. I, I I wasn't entirely sure of his his motives there, but I think still in these first episodes, though, you 
Saeed means well. Like he's trying. He he is trying. I just <clears throat> sometimes don't understand his reasoning. I think later on in the episode, he's trying to keep the fact of what he's doing with the radios secret because right, he's, right. Yeah, he yeah, that, that's, the lines. that's actually next episode. But yeah, that that ends up being a little a little weird too. And then he gets angry that he's not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, it didn't. Oh. Make- so let's talk about let's start with the flashbacks before we get into kind of some of the character beats here. I know okay. you were really excited about this. So why don't you kind of lead off on uh, this part of what, what, what do you want to say about these flashbacks? Uh, well, I was thinking about them because I asked you if any other shows had ever used them so extensively um, and as such narrative drivers. Um, and so that makes it unique. And I think that we should focus some of our time and attention on like really dissecting those flashbacks. And so some of the beats that I thought about were, is it pedantic? Right. Um, and in, I think it's episode six that I just finished. It definitely was, or maybe five. Um, is is it a well-written flashback? Um, does it feel consistent with um, the character's actions as they're portrayed on the island? Um, jump in here if you remember. I, I think I listed a few more. Right. Um, well, tell me what you thought about the Kate one. The Kate one, I it was it's excellent. I mean, it really is so good. And not only – so the point that you made about her not being a central character, um, I think, is true. And she's also generally not that interesting. Um, but I thought it was a, a fun decision or interesting decision to have her be complex. Like, she's clearly a criminal. I don't think it matters. I kind of hope we never find out what she did. Um, because I like the fact that she has something she's running from. But right. she – you know, you, you find out pretty quick that she's still – altruistic um and even in this episode with uh the favor she wanted from the from the marshal yeah exactly Um, i thought her flashback here so one thing i'll say um is i remember the first time watching lost through i really didn't uh, more and more i stopped caring for the flashbacks i thought they slowed the, the narrative down i thought that they were boring and, and maybe we didn't really need them because I just wanted to get back to the island. I wanted to get back to you know the action, and yeah. I and I wonder if I'll still feel that way if we get to like once we get to like season three, you know, after we've been there for a while. Um, uh-huh. But right now, I was intrigued like the whole time. I was so into it, um, even after watching it a handful of times, and I knew it was going to happen. But like I was just like having like a blast watch Kate, you know, try and be a person and her her relationship <laughs> with the old farmer is so charming and like he's such yeah. a nice guy and like man and like oh like when, when you get to when you get to like the the end and, and you realize that he's betrayed her it's it's a freaking gut punch and you you no, man you, the farmer was betrayed by the system it's his freaking <laughs> <laughs> but, like you feel for her like when she looks yeah. at me and she's like fuck like how long have you known and yeah he, it in her face is like all hope kind of dries out and she's struggling to figure out what to do and then you have that other moment where the car kind of falls off the road and she could run and she's you see her think about it for two seconds and then she's like no i gotta go back and she carries the farmer to safety to make sure that he doesn't die in the fire and then the marshal of course catches her i'm interested to know what you think about the marshal he pulls up alongside her sticks his oh, t- yeah, because of, yeah i thought that, I, yeah that was weird uh, and he does the finger I, guns. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know if that if that tracks still. I don't know if it ever did. Yeah, it's weird to think that 
that could actually happen in real life. That seems so implausible. Right. And like, what is he saying? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to kill you. Like, yeah, it also seems inconsistent with his character, even in the little time that we get to know him. Right. He really has been tracking her down. It's personal for him. He's trying to live by the law and all that stuff. And he, and he clearly does not trust her and does not like her. Um, but that just seems out of left field. Um, this is another one where I think, and I said it last episode, I think Kate's really bad for the fences here, man. I think, I think mm-hmm. we, watching her flashbacks and um, Lox is a little different. Um, watching her flashbacks, you see her on the island, not like almost responding to them where she's very uh, anxious and worried that they're going to find out because this guy's about to wake up. Oh, so, yeah. So we're finding out what she's anxious about, and then she's anxious on the island. I think those two work really well. I think I think in Locks it, it works well too. I think Locks is pretty good too, but his is definitely like I don't know. His 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 is more connected. Her hers mm-hmm. is this interesting like like response almost to what had happened. Okay. Um, and and I, I thought that worked out really well. And uh, again, like he like she she has these all of a sudden these these questions about her being like oh like is he gonna live is he gonna die have so much more weight to them now Mm -hmm. because it's like is she hoping that he dies is she you know what what what, like we don't know what she really wants from this and we don't know what she did other than Mm -hmm. enough that a u.s marshal freaking went to australia to find her (laughs) do marshals do that (laughs) no idea um the other thing I, i wanted to mention about flashbacks just kind of in general um as we're watching a couple episodes here is I I don't remember this, but I think that in this first season, all of these flashbacks, at least their first flashbacks, deal directly with the uh, the story that leads them to the plane. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And I think that's super interesting. I and it makes sense, and I never really thought about that because as we go on, you know, the the flashbacks start doing all kinds of shit. Right. But these ones directly, like this, is what happens moments or 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 this is why this is why we were on the plane for everybody yeah everybody and i thought that was i thought that was super cool um okay i i so for this one i i i don't know where you want to go with this but i i, I didn't think hers was superfluous i thought hers was a this is a great episode it, it's solid this this show still still got me what else what else happens in this episode all right so um let's talk about a couple character beats i really love sawyer and jack in the plane and Sawyer says, uh, Jack asking him what he's doing, and Sawyer's like, I'm in the wild. <laughs> and, and, and you really start to get like Sawyer's like, okay, like he's you know, he's kind of out for himself. But later on in the episode, Kate gives him the gun to go shoot the marshal. Mm-hmm. And you remember what happens? I do remember what happened. He had one job. <laughs> he had one job, and he misses his heart. Jack runs in realizes that Sawyer missed, which which is really cool with Sawyer because Sawyer thought like he was so confident, you know, so so overconfident. And he was he does like, a mic drop. Yeah, he's like, I did what you couldn't do. I did what needed to be done because because the marshal was crying, uh, which is way more like depressing than I remember it, by the way. But <laughs> so and then when Jack tells him like you shot him in like the shoulder, he's gonna bleed out for hours. It's gonna be like extra painful. You see Sawyer's face just like Yeah. Just demolish it's it's a really good a good scene um for sawyer um yeah i even wrote his face when he realizes that he made a mistake in shooting him 
And then Jack, like, starts to really submit. Like, he now goes in, has to force now to kill the marshal. I guess not force, but now he knows I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Kills the marshal, and, he, and he's clearly, like, hurt over this and kind of, like, really upset that they made him do this. Those two moments are freaking great. Like, setting those two up as, as opposites are is, is really cool. As much as it's going to be Jack and Locke as we go, like, this Jack and Sawyer um, duality is a really interesting thread that we'll follow through. In fact, one of my favorite episodes um, comes up in quite a bit where I forgot what happens to Jack, but he's not around, and Sawyer has to actually step into the Jack role, and he becomes the leader of the camp for an episode. And it's it's so good. It, it's one of my favorite episodes, and I can't wait till we get to it. Yeah, I think um, there's a a lot of conflict conflict within Jack. He, I, that episode, he already starts to sort of back the notion that he is the de facto leader, and he doesn't want that responsibility. I think that gets unpacked more in his episode with his flashbacks. Um, what's the name of the the black lady? Uh, Rose, which is, that'll be next episode. Rose. That's the next episode. Okay. Never mind. Uh, in the, in the ne- you're right. In the next episode, he absolutely starts going like very, very reluctant leader uh, kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of thing. Um, there's some more really good stuff with Sun and Jin um, where he yells at Jin, or no, Jin yells at Sun uh, and he's like, you're filthy. Like, I can't believe you're walking around like this. But then like, as she's walking away kind of like sad, he like goes and grabs her and he's like, Hey, 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 like, I love you. Like, <laughs> and, and you realize that like, it's just this, like Jin's just stuck in these kind of social mores. Like he's just, he thinks that's how he's supposed to act. And like, it's clear that he loves her. And I think that once we get to his episode, you, you, you start to understand Jin a little bit more. Um, we have, Oh, so we have Michael trying to find the dog the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And then Locke, like, fashions a dog whistle out of wood and some knives and then helps Michael out by saying, like, hey, I found your dog. And then he says, you know, you should be the one to go grab him. I thought that was pretty cool. You Locke in this first season, like, you really see him as, uh, as like, a, I don't know. He's, like, a force of good. He's, like, he, he's trying to help out with the hunt. He's, he has all this knowledge of, like, survival, um, which we'll talk about in, in, in the next episode. He has an immediate understanding of how the island works. So Locke's already said stuff like, okay, you look into the island, and if you give something back, the island will give you what you need. And I think that's really interesting. I think that that you already find out that Locke is definitely a man, maybe not of faith in, in the way that, that most people think of it, but he he's ready to believe in something. Mm. Especially because the island kind of gives him, well, we'll talk about that. Well. Next, next, next. <laughs> oh, so the other thing I wrote is, is there's a lot of moments in this episode where Jack and Saeed are kind of um, comporting together, and they're trying to like figure out the best way to help out the island together. And I think that really mm-hmm. sets up Saeed as as uh, maybe like not so much Jack's friend as much as Jack's partner. Like, sees yeah. on his side, like he wants to do good. He knows that Jack is trying to do good. These are, if you're talking about drawing the lines, you know, you kind of have Sawyer on the other side. Um, for now, maybe I don't know, maybe Sun and Jin, but like you know, Saeed, Jack, Kate, these are the people that are that are actively trying to get off the island, that are trying to help the people around them. Um, so I like that. Uh, so there's a so real quick, there's a line that uh, when Kate and Jack kind of meet up again at the end, 
And I think it really sets up a lot uh, of the show. And I can see now, because I remember watching the show and hearing all these theories about what was really going on. So in the in this, the third episode, Jack says, three days ago, we all died. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty relevant. Right. And then he talks about how, you know, this is all of our chance to kind of start and to start again. So that's that tubular rasa. That's that clean slate. And and I think that 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 really sets up this whole show that we're going to watch. Um, it's super important because when you look at each character as we go through and even the ones that we meet later, everyone is everything is about redemption. I mean, fuck Desmond. His whole story is about redemption and like. What can he do to make it up to this one woman he loves? And like, ah, it's just, it, and it's done here in this third episode so beautifully. I was, I was, I was really happy watching this over again and catching that and being like, clever. Good yeah. job, Carlton Keese and little and yeah. Lindelof. Hmm. I like that. Um. So, uh, so last episode we talked a little bit about the mysteries of the show. Not a whole lot that that was developed here. I mean, what we find out what that Kate was a criminal. We don't really hear a whole lot more about any of the monsters. Oh yeah, they're still definitely not talking about the polar bear anymore. Makes sense. Let's talk about the polar bear. I do love that you mentioned the other day that uh, uh, well, in this next episode they're going to start starving for food. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and yet they left uh, eight hundred pounds of polar bear out there <laughs> in the woods to rot. I'm going to Google the average weight of a polar bear now. You can also Google if polar bears edible because I'm assuming they're delicious <laughs> and, and, and it, if anything, a little lean. Yeah, I would imagine they're delicious. Right? Um, <clears throat> so the last thing I want to talk about with this episode, though, is uh, this is one of many episodes, at least in the beginning, that ends with a musical montage. Mm. And I remember even watching this the first time through. Uh, and the song that is played is... Um, is it Leave It On Your Mind? No. Let's see here. Wash. I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia. Joe Purdy's Wash Away. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, that is it. That's, that's great. It. That's a great song. Right. Well, and then Wash Away. So, okay. I remember looking it up after I watched it the second time, and then the whole song Wash Away is all about having these problems and it just, like, leaving you and just starting. Mm-hmm. And then... And then this is this is a great montage. This is one of those like, dude, like, uh, six beers deep, watching this at like one a.m. Definitely, <laughs> definitely tearing up as you see each of these things go hand in hand. You have Boone finally like being nice to his sister and giving her the sunglasses that she was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Saeed throwing an apple to Sawyer in like uh, this this awesome like 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 moment of bro friendship. And, uh, and Sawyer like turns the the apple over. He's like, "Oh, oh, it, this is an apple." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like Saeed has this awesome smirk as he walks away. Uh, you have uh, Sun and Jin kind of like like loving on each other. Uh, mm-hmm. you have Hurley just like listening to the, like he's the one listening, actually listening to the music. So I love that yeah. if he's the one listening to the music, is this his view right now? Like this, there's so much positivity in this moment. Mm. It makes sense that it's coming from Hurley, right? Except for the fact that he's almost never positive about anything. No, shut up. We're, he's I'm, a pretty cynical no, no, guy. I'm done with you and your Hurley bashing. You have Michael. <laughs> you have Michael bringing the dog back, and and Walt just like elated that that it's here, and it's it's the happiest moment of this kid's life. Yep. And you see Michael so stoked that he finally did something good for his kid. Yep. Um. And then how does it end? How does it, do you remember the last shot of this this episode? 
Uh, no, I remember the last shot of the next episode. So the last shot of this episode is you have this beautiful song playing, and you have everyone kind of kind of having fun with each other. I think there's some Charlie and Claire stuff in there. I didn't write all of it, but the last shot of this episode pans over. It. This is what I'm thinking of. It's amazing. Is it is it Locke looking super creepy? Yeah, and like all of a sudden the music <laughs> ends, and it's like. And like it's like this super crazy eerie like lost music yeah. and you see lock with that scratch on his eye and you're like all right well i know he's he's straight up smirking at the camera for a full 20 seconds no for sure and it's just one of those things where you're like okay like wait a say like that simpsons episode where where homer had to write mel gibson's uh movie and he's like <laughs> it it works if you set the dog up as evil <laughs> And you just play eerie music and have the dog look shifty-eyed. That's exactly what they're doing here. Yeah, they are. Um, but that's episode three, Tabula Rasa, uh, Kate's flashback episode. What do you? Any last thoughts? I don't think so. I think I'm good. I mean, we may not have said enough, um, or I have not said enough, how much I liked Marshall in this episode. Okay. I think yeah. his his performance was dynamite and powerful and. I'm I'm sad he's gone so fast. Um, so I, I hope we see more of him in some more, you know, Kate, cat and mouse type of type of scenarios. I think that will be great. And yeah, I think that was my prevailing thought. I I really liked the the tension and drama that unfolded with with his uh, dying. No, for sure. I think, uh, like I said, man, I think this is still a freaking dynamite episode. It's it's really really good. Yeah. I I forgot how good some of these first. episodes episodes are and just mm -hmm. like in terms of like wow like it, this is so engaging mm -hmm. and we just i was just there i i know at some point like i love the show the whole show at some point i would absolutely watch the show and be on my computer or be doing other stuff so this i was like there the whole time like not thinking about anything else just lost yeah and this is still the you know the show's all tens right here all right cool so uh, that's episode three. We will be back next week, or depending on how quickly I can edit this, um, with episode four, which I believe is called Walkabout. Walkabout. Do the walkabout. All right. Uh, sweet. Um, I actually don't know if we have outro music yet because the outro music that we have uh, <laughs> has Bus saying, thank you for listening to Drop the Dice. <laughs> So I'm going to have to work on that. Um, um, but for now, thank you guys for listening to uh, the tentatively, tentatively titled We Have to Go Back. Hashtag you all, everybody. Uh, we'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.